Pod Mod Bods, welcome to another episode of the Podular Modcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Recovery Effects and AI Synthesis. And as you've probably have noticed over the last few weeks, we have been uh, telling you a little bit about this new module from Recovery called the Bleeding Hearts. And words aren't enough. So I'm going to take just a minute to show you what this thing does. Um, I'm also going to use a couple AI Synthesis modules. Um, so I've got a really simple patch going into the AI002 mixer. So I've got uh, Peaks doing bass and snare and then Basimilis Atiritas doing some hi-hats. Very simple. That's the dry signal. And now I'm going to run it through the bleeding hearts. So that is the bleeding hearts there. Nice fuzz. And you can mess with the knobs manually. There's a starve, destroy, bleed, and pressure knob. But they are all CV controlled. Um, so I'm going to, rather than twiddle with them, I'm going to show you. So I've got the AI003 looping ADSR. Um, just a simple clock pulse going into that. And now I'm going to plug this into the destroy knob. So that's pretty cool. Um, but what's really cool about this Bleeding Hearts is it's got an internal sequencer that uh, you feed a gate into. Once you flip it on, it uh, just really starts mangling it. And then it's an eight-step sequencer that each, uh, each step has its own potentiometer. So I've just got it dialed in a way that's going to make it sound like this when I put an LFO into it. That's just a little something you can do with it. Of course, you can use bass lines or lead lines or whatever you want in it. Very versatile, very, very crunchy, nasty, fun module. Check it out at recoveryeffects.com, and don't forget to check out aisynthesis.com. Today we have Austin Carnes on the show, a.k.a. R. Benny. I'm sure a lot of your ears just perked up just now. Um, very, very unique and talented modular artist. He's one of those artists that when you hear it, you know it's him. Uh, he has a signature sound, and we talk about this throughout the episode. Um, we also get a little serious. I know this is kind of becoming a thing, but hey, that's the way the sad cookie crumbles. Um, no, I've just, I did some research before talking with Austin and saw that uh, he, like me, suffers from depression. So I was just interested to hear how that influences creativity, um, how he approaches recording and, and live performance. And, and we get into, uh, yeah, we just get into all things R. Benny and Modular. He's been very prolific over the last year or so. Um, Cascade Symmetry came out at the end of last year, 2017, and I can't stop listening to it. It's, it's an excellent album, and we talk about his process of recording that. Um, most recently, uh, Reasons to Live was a, uh, a split album that he did with uh, Paperback. Um, and yeah, just to go check out his stuff on Bandcamp. It's, it's really great and um, very affordable and very much worth it. We are going to get into this conversation very soon, but first, uh, we have a new induction into the Cool Kid Club. Uh, Apola Kipso? Apola Kipso? I really... Uh, it's one of those two, I'm sure. 
I'm going to go with Apala Kipso. I hope I'm right. You are officially a Podular Modcast cool kid. If you would like to be a Podular Modcast cool kid, visit our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Modcast. My goal with a Patreon is to just make the show much better. Right now, with my work schedule, all I really have time to do is record the conversations and then edit those conversations. And that is incredibly time-consuming, but I want to make videos. I want to... I want to put out an album of the Patch Challenge songs. Um, I would like to do that on cassette. Uh, I'd like to make make coffee mugs, t-shirts, stickers. I don't know. What would be cool? What would you guys want? If you have any suggestions, hit me up at podmodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, hit me up for any reason. I would love to hear from you. I know you guys are out there. I see you in the Netherlands listening. Why are there so many people in the Netherlands listening? That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, shoot me an email. I would love to uh, I would love to chat with you guys. And if you like the music that you've been hearing through my long rambling introduction, uh, go to rbenny.bandcamp.com. It's the opening track off of Cascade Cemetery. Uh, yeah, but without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk with Austin. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to start with a real hard-hitting question. Um, is it Cairns or Carnes? It is Carnes. Uh, I get asked that, or I, I don't. I don't know if I get asked that a lot, but people are constantly <laughs> saying it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I bet you've been very prolific this year, and uh, I don't. I don't think we. I don't want to ask you a bunch of questions that you've been asked because I know a lot of people have talked to you about. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the most, the most common question you get is, is just about what gear you're using. Yeah. Is that, say, is that accurate? Yeah, I'd say so. Or maybe it's more, you know, specific questions. It's like, how did you, like, how are you using this? You know, like, not, oh, what are you using, but how are you using this uh, okay. specific gear? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm open and, to anything. Uh, I'm an open book, so. <laughs> let's skip rings. I know you've talked a lot about rings. <laughs> I love rings. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, rings is an awesome. I, I do not have one. I just got a clouds, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But, um, yeah, mutable stuff is it's unmistakable when you hear it, but it's just it's so, it's just so useful and, and crazy. So outside of rings, <laughs> yes. what, what would you say are, like, maybe do you have kind of a core of a couple modules that drive – like that you start with when you're trying to compose something or is it, um, di- does it differ between live and. So I think my, my system is based more on sound processing um, and that type of stuff rather than uh, like, what's the word <laughs> I'm looking for? You know, I don't have a ton of oscillators in there and, I'm not, I don't have a lot of CV control. I mean, I do have a lot of CV control, but not in the typical modular sense, I would say. So it's more towards processing like effects and stuff like stuff where you could affect 
recorded sound like on a timeline that type of stuff okay now i was uh reading up a bit about you and it it seems like you and i have a really similar background and i'm wondering if your your sound processing affinity does that come from maybe being a guitarist before getting into synthesis yeah 100 <laughs> percent um yeah okay. i used yeah. to be the guy with <laughs> i'm a big know, effects guy same here and i was always that guy with you know with the big pedal board and bands and stuff and um <laughs> now it's like oh i don't actually have to bend over get on the ground and turn knobs i could do it all with cv or turn a bunch of knobs all at once now do you use do you do uh any pedals with with the module or do you stick uh, to rackable stuff i Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I don't have nearly as uh, many pedals that I used to have. Uh, but yeah, every once in a while, I'll run the whole thing through there. Or I'll run something through a pedal. So it still happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll even, like if I don't have an output module available or something like that, I'll just run it into like a mixer or something and do it that way. I've done that, and I've had a little bit of success with that. Um, particularly, the IntelliGel Quadrat seems to have worked really well for that. If I, but it's like I have to turn it down, like the channel yeah. I'm using down almost to nothing, um, and it's it's very touchy. But um, I've been thinking a lot about um, live performance, and I, I'm I think a lot of people would like to hear kind of your take on the difference between. Um, composing something for recording and then maybe building a patch for live. Is, is there much of a difference in how you approach those two things? Yeah, I think there, there is, um, in some way, maybe there's like three different types of things that I do. So it's the recording process for when I do videos, which is different than mm -hmm. the recording process when I am making tracks for an album. And then that's different from when I'm setting up a patch to play out live. So those kind of okay. like live in their own world. So when I'm doing videos, <clears throat> it's usually, maybe I should start with the, the live because when I, when I set my okay. stuff yeah. to play live, <laughs> I like to play very loud. Um, like mm -hmm. I come from loving bands like My Bloody Valentine and Swans and uh, Godspeed okay. and stuff like that, where like the sound is mm -hmm. very physical like you're experiencing it in, a, in like a physical way when you're watching these artists play live so i kind of set up my mm -hmm. live sets that way where it's very loud and a lot of distortion a lot of bass and it doesn't quite frankly sound as good when it's recording you know to whatever i'm recording for a video you have to kind of approach it in okay. a different way okay that makes sense yeah, so, so maybe just a little more clarity with with video, maybe a little bit more taming that that wall of sound. Yes, it's still yeah, less wall of sound, maybe more building up to things. Um, okay. But yeah, usually it's always comes from like the same place of just finding a patch like a sound that I like uh either with the with rings or plats or three sisters or something in the ER301 or some other some of the other outboard synthesizers that I have and yeah once I have like a a sound that I like I just kind of build loops and 
yeah, it's as basic as that. <laughs> okay, I think I think if I'm understanding you right, I think we're very similar in where when we are um, just producing a patch for any use is kind of just starting. I almost I kind of have a rough idea of at least what module I want to start with, but I don't really have an idea in my head of what I think it's going to sound like, and I kind of chase it down by um, just finding the sound that I like. Is that is that kind of what you were you describing or maybe it's a little bit more intentional like I, I think i do usually have a sound that i have in mind um mm-hmm. sometimes you know if i'm gonna be playing out live yeah it's definitely more intentional if it's just me sitting down to experiment it's usually yeah it'll i can get a little bit more experimental and just let things happen see where it goes and all that okay so, and I yeah. also had a question about just kind of you you have a sound like if 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 you play somebody you know an R Benny that. record <laughs> oh man it's it's very distinct to me like I mean it's it's um I don't know you can just you can just t- for me if if somebody pl- played me thirty seconds of one of your albums of you know a track I hadn't heard I would I would probably say is that R Benny you know like, <laughs> it seems like you have. Um, an aesthetic, but it, it, you know, it's, and I mean that in the best way. It's, it's not something where I'm like, oh, another R. Benny song. It's like, oh, this is just like, this is the oh, yeah, soundscape that he works in, and it's just different <laughs> snapshots of this giant landscape. Um, and yeah, it's, it's funny that you say I don't know about that because I was going to ask how intentional <laughs> that is. That's probably, I don't think it's intentional at all, but. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, oh, I have a sound. That's not good. I don't want to sound predictable. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, well, it's, it's funny because you mentioned earlier the bands that you're um, inspired by and then how you like to come across live and, and that kind of recontextualized the way I listen, like, even though I haven't listened to you since you told me that, because we just talked about it, but it's kind of recontextualizing the way I look at your sound in that there is a tranquility to a lot of what you do. It is, it's very, I'm sure you've heard the word meditative thrown out there, but it's also, there's an abrasion there. There's an, there's an aggression there. That's, that's kind of this underlying thing. And that, I think that's, that's how I would describe what I'm talking about as kind of your thing. You, you, you marry a nice, just soothing thing that also sounds like it's been recorded on tape and then committed to another tape and then from that tape to six more on down the line or something in this really <laughs> cool warm way so yeah i mean it's 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 funny to hear that you, that it doesn't seem that intentional it's just it just comes out of your dna somehow <laughs> yeah i i just in my mind i'm just doing what i do like it it's there's no process of like oh this doesn't sound like me i'm not gonna do it it's all Uh just if this sounds good to me then i'll record it in some way or play it in some way okay so i think you hit the nail on the head like where there's like a kind of like the two sides of the the coin where it's like the beautiful stuff mixed with the more abrasive stuff Mm mm-hmm yeah and i I uh, I would describe my the stuff that I make not so much on modular. I haven't produced a whole lot of stuff on modular because I'm just trying to get better at it before I put too much stuff out there. But um, my previous records, that's always kind of been um, 
that's that's kind of been this 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 background desire of what I'm going for is I I, I love beautiful music, but I also love harsh music and. I like to just, you know, it's, it's, it is a mode of self-expression. So life is great, but life is also very harsh. And I, I just try to, I try to snapshot that. And I think you, you do a really good job of doing that. Oh, thank you. I, I think the, it, uh, by having those like more abrasive, harsher moments, it brings out the beauty and like the more beautiful, softer moments even more, you know, like, yeah, it kind for of sure. like I love building it. tension and, yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's an under, uh, underscoring or something, like building tension yeah. with the intent of breaking it. So yeah. there could be this really harsh piece of this song, and, and a lot of people could, could say, why would you ever want to listen to it? And you say, well, hold on for 10 more seconds, and then it comes out to this pad or something, and you're like, that's why. That's, it served a purpose. Yeah. It's like you're hiking up a mountain, and you're just like, why am I doing this insane hike? <laughs> I'm so tired. Fuck this. And then you get to the top and you're like, oh yeah, that's why. You have to work for it. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. I like that analogy a lot. Um, so something that you have spoken out about a little bit and something that I've recently kind of started talking about on the show is, um, is depression. And I think it's, if you, we don't have to cover this if you don't want to. Um, but no, I'm an open book. I'm, I'm an open I'm, book. <laughs> all right. Great. Because... Speaking back to kind of like what what I'm seeing as, you know, kind of a similarity and in, in intent of sound and everything. A lot of, I don't want to speak for you, but a lot of why I do that, that kind of harsh and and nice at the same time is it's it's kind of like this expression of just that's just how I feel kind of all the time. <laughs> and um, so, how much how much does does your depression and anxiety? come out or fuel or, or how does that interplay yeah no i i think it plays a, a very big role both the, the depression and anxiety um maybe with the anxiety it, it almost helps me feel less anxious mm -hmm. in a way um just because i'm able to get some of these un unmanageable kind of things that i'm feeling out there in some way like it's like putting out a radio signal or something and um yeah it really helps in that way um but yeah i don't know maybe you <laughs> well yeah that that kind of makes let's cut, cut <laughs> that point right here <laughs> that makes me well so i i i, st I I have i dabble in, in anxiety my my biggest thing is depression but i do notice that um, if I am anxious and I can push myself to get working on something, whether or not I'm mixing a song or, or building a patch, it definitely, it, it can divert that, that rush of, you know, whatever that unwanted kind of amped up energy. I can, I can, I can put that somewhere. Um, but I've noticed with my depression, it's, it's way different. Um, so if I'm in the throes of a real, a real bad, bad, you know, dip into a valley the, I just I don't I don't do anything I I can't bring myself to to make anything um and if I sit down and try it's it's almost like I've just got cement in my arms or something but I find that if I'm kind of on my way up if I'm just halfway up the hill out of the valley that's kind of that's kind of a sweet spot where I can make some good stuff um 
So I'm just curious to see, like, yeah. is that the same for you? Can you or can you work when you're in the throes of the worst of it? Uh, that's pretty much the exact metaphor that I would use. Um, like when you're at your, when I'm feeling like at, at those lowest moments, like, yeah, I'm not going to turn. I can't even turn on the lights, let alone. My <laughs> right? synthesizer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's those moments, you know, where I could feel like I'm coming down or I feel like, okay, I'm coming out of this. Even if I have those like lingering feelings and I'm like still feeling a little down, I at least have enough of that creative energy going where I can put myself into music. And, uh, yeah, sometimes the results aren't always, you know, what you would hope for. Right. Sometimes you're like, Oh, why did I even do this today? (laughs) Uh, it sounds like shit. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's those moments, yeah, when you're coming back up and you're just thinking about, wow, I just went through some really bad shit that, um, yeah, you, you can really focus on, okay, I really want to express how I was feeling in those moments through music. Yeah, yeah. It's almost and, like, it's almost like, um, it's kind of an expression of where you've been, not where you're at. That's kind of how I, I look at it. So it, it's still, I'm still. Yeah. trying to paint like you said because you can't put it into words so i mean just sound is such a good way to try to convey that and uh yeah i do find myself <laughs> and this is this is i've just kind of got a self-deprecating nature which probably uh you know yeah. that goes hand in hand with the whole depression thing but sometimes i, I start kind of you know like seriously like oh you're processing your feelings through music and i'll start kind of beating myself up for it and for a long time i was kind of embarrassed to say like yeah a lot of my music is expression of the the way i feel that i can't explain and uh i don't know if it's because i'm in my mid-30s now but um yeah that's that's what i do and uh it helps you know yeah i feel the same way sometimes i'm just like what the hell am i saying like yeah uh like I just I get all red in the face. I'm just like, okay, well, but I mean, I guess it's better than just saying, oh, this shit is about space. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. I mean, for me, like again, uh, I talked about how kind of the way you explained your music earlier kind of had me recontextualize it. Well, when I when I read about you, you know, talking about your, your depression, it, that was another kind of recontextualization of how I listened to your albums. And in particular, Cascade Symmetry, I've been, that's, I, I've, I'm kind of on my way out of one of those valleys right now. And, and I've been listening to that album and it's been, it's been kind of cool because I don't know, I, knowing that you kind of make it from at least somewhat of a similar, you know, vantage point that that I make and listen to music from kind of made me identify with it more in a way. Oh, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, the, that, that, that <laughs> album is pretty much like the exact result of what we were just talking about coming out of something. Like it was such a, I had a crazy year before I recorded that where I was at one of the lowest points I've ever been in a long time. And, mm-hmm you know through music and like meeting everybody in the music community and getting 
involved with that after I released my first album, it my life just changed completely, you know? And so, like, it was just a year full of just transformations and coming up out of something, like, a, a period where I felt was very dark, where, you know, I don't want to go too too much into to the specifics, but, yeah, it was a ba- I was in a bad place. And by the time I recorded Cascade, I was in a better place. And I was kind of just reflecting on those times where I felt, yeah, just stuck in a rut and really deep in that valley. Like, I felt like I was never going to get out. So that was kind of like a direct reflection of that wow yeah then and like that like you just said like i felt like i never i was never gonna get out you know that that is that is the it's depression is is a is a deceiving maniacal beast you know it 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 makes you feel like it will never end and so my my last two like full-length albums which weren't made with modular are, are both kind of the same thing that you just said they were they were what I made when I went through. So I went through something big and kind of, you know, maybe made the ideas along the way, but it fully solidified and became a thing when I was out. And it was kind of the, that milestone or the, the, um, the expression of coming out. So it's, it's kind of cool to think about, you actually just made me think about it this way. (laughs) Um, a release like that as a reminder, when you are in the throes again, cause it's, cause it's cyclical, you know, you'll, you'll be there again, some, some way if, or, or some form. If I haven't already. <laughs> to try and keep in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it may be, uh, maybe a good way to, I don't know, a good way I'm going to try and think about it is look at, okay, well that I made it out that time and I made it out that time. And yeah. this podcast is kind of as I was going to make a new album, but I just started messing with modular. And like I said earlier, I just didn't feel like I could, make anything that I would, you know, that wouldn't be an imposition on other people's ears <laughs> or something. So I was like, this will be a cool project. So yeah. Do you have any, do you have anything else to, I don't want to, I don't want to switch subjects without you, uh, without you not having a final word on it or anything. Oh no, I, I think, I think we both pretty much have similar, similar thoughts and views on that. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know music to me is not even just making music but listening to music and consuming it is such a big part of you know what keeps me ticking in some way uh absolutely 100 percent. yeah so it's just uh yeah you know i'm lucky that i have something like that because i know some people you know turn to something else that Mm. yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like a lens. Like music has always been the the lens through which I it's it's the and whatever genre or band or whatever is is the the shade of glass that I'm looking through. And I found that there are some things that like if I just can't listen to if I'm feeling a certain way because then I will just kind of get in this like feedback loop with it. So I'm like, okay, should probably stay away from that. I'm going to, you know, and and honestly, I think getting into electronic music was one of the big reasons or one of the reasons that I got so into it is because it most of it doesn't have words. So I couldn't cling on to any of the, the sad, sappy stories that I'd been listening to for so long. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> instrumental music and all that. It really reminds me of uh, more of like painting with sound kind of. Yeah, for sure. 
and you can see that in your work like your your stuff's like just like a big wall it's it's i don't know it's it's there's a lot of texture in there it's uh yeah it's very cool um and just i'm gonna just close close the depression loop on this um for for anybody listening who who's never experienced it and you're like oh i don't want to listen to these these two guys well, and I'm, I apologize <laughs> yes, for I'm that, sorry. but, um, to any, <laughs> but, um, but I'm also not, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm not sorry that we're talking about it. And, and anybody who, I, I think it's important to talk about it because when I hear people talk about it on a podcast or something and like, it sounds like you and I feel a lot of similar things and we just met over, you know, this conversation right now, if you and I feel this way, then how many other people feel this way and to and to hear other people kind of you know oh wow they're going through the exact same thing or something very similar i think it just helps to just kind of i don't know accept that it's a reality but also not let it bring you down as deep as it could have you know without hearing something like this to help you realize that you're not alone you know like those moments in Mm -hmm. those moments you can feel very alone and it can be hard to see exactly, you know, I don't want to use like that cliche term, see the forest from the trees, but that's what it is. You know, like when you're deep in it, you can't mm-hmm. really see the big picture of this is your brain doing all this to you. And yeah. So anybody out there feeling this way, I, I hope, I hope we've helped you and, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you ever, for any reason, um, I, my ears are open. Likewise. Hello, Pod Mod Bods. As always, this episode is brought to you by Recovery Effects and AI Synthesis. And I'm going to take a little moment to show you this new module from Recovery Effects called the Oscilloscape. It is a drum slash bass oscillator, um, but it does some really interesting things. So right now, I have the uh the contour knob all the way down and i'm sequencing it with a uh, a random voltage from the woggle bug and that is going into the fundamental input which is basically kind of a one volt per octave tracker so if i turn this contour up you can get some nice fuzzy bass stuff I personally like to bring it down to there's this little sweet spot. Let's turn that voltage down a little bit. It's kind of this kind of mix between bass and drum. And then um, here's where it gets really fun is plugging in an LFO into the gate. So you can use the gate to trigger it as like a bass drum, but watch what happens if I put this LFO into the gate while sending a random voltage source into the fundamental. Fundamental. It's a great pairing with Recovery's uh, cutting room floor, which is kind of like a dirty, overdriven delay. So let's bring that in. Let's plug this LFO back in. It's pretty sweet. And just for a little extra flavor, I've got these landscape all flesh 
uh, little touch pads. And I've got one plugged into the uh, the woggle out of kind of the oscillator section of the woggle bug, and then the other plugged into the CV of the recovery cutting room floor. Now I'll touch my fingers to both and watch what happens. It's pretty awesome. You mess with the delay time. And then there's this flutter and wow section on the uh, cutting room floor that'll just kind of There's the freeze knob. So yeah, that's a nice fun patch that is uh, made with uh, the two recovery effects modules, the oscilloscape and the cutting room floor. Uh, go check them out, recoveryeffects.com. And with that, I want to get back into a little bit of how you how you do your live things. So you, it seems like from from what I've gathered. Uh, going out and playing live shows is you set up your patch, you know, a few days before the show or a week or whatever, and and then you work on it. <clears throat> and you find ways to make, to keep yourself occupied during the patch, but most of the legwork is done at home. Um, is that is that how you approach it, or have you found ways to keep, because I know you play live more than most most people probably do who are just, you know, messing around at home. Have you found a way to keep yourself more engaged on stage with the piece, or how do, how does it work? Um, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I guess, yeah, it's it's about building up to those those physical moments that I was talking about, those loud moments. So, mm -hmm. I just have, I mean, at the at its most basic is a lot of sound sources that are kind of it's kind of like how my recordings are where there's a lot of different layers and where playing the patch comes in is like playing with the effects so bringing like playing with granular stuff like moving uh the playhead like across the um the buffer manually and stuff like that and kind of just guiding those sounds through the effects stuff so it's kind of like working like a signal flow type of thing, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Totally. So you're kind of just like that taking really interesting. this wall of sound and putting it into like a looper. And then from that looper, you might feed it into another type of looper or into a delay. And then from there, it's going bouncing somewhere else. And you kind of just use that to build and build and build. And that's, that's kind of the gist of, uh, the most basic of what I, I'm doing. Well, that's interesting because um, it makes sense when you when you say it, but I, I had never really thought about trying to perform myself that way. Um, so I, how many mixers do you use typically in your rack? So... Like how many channels are you working? That's the... the <laughs> it really can vary. Um, I have uh -huh. one three-channel stereo mixer. And then I have two okay. quadrats for I usually use for CV mixing. And then mm -hmm. I have as many mixers as I want within the, the ER301. Usually everything is routing through that. So it has a bunch of virtual mixers in there. And yeah, I could have oh, like okay. 20 of those if I wanted to. <laughs> 
there's about I think twenty twenty four oh, nice. inputs on it on the module. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Do you do you mix your own? Do you mix your own records, or do you even do much mixing? Is it kind of when you when you build a patch to record it? Do you get everything kind of sonically laid out the, the way you want it? And do you record a stereo or do you do a mono thing? Or, or how, many, how many tracks do you usually work with when you're recording a typical song for an album? So I do do my own mixing. Um, Do-do. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Distracted. Uh, yeah, I do my own mixing. I So with Cascade Symmetry, that album... I actually ended up multi deciding to multi-track it. Um, okay. So, but the way I did it was kind of more like less of building a patch and like playing it all and multi-tracking it that way. I would play one part and then build the whole track around that kind of just built, even building new patches to go around different parts, if that makes sense. And kind of like play. It totally makes yeah. sense. So yes. everything would be play like I'd play it in a linear way. So I would just listen and just play the patch or whatever in uh, real time and kind of record it that way. So it's kind of like a big mix okay. of a bunch of different things going on at once. Um, with the Full Blossom album, I don't know if you've heard that one. The the one I released before Cascade. Mm-hmm. That one yeah. is all live takes. So I just recorded stereo okay. outputs from, uh, well, I, I recorded a couple, I used an outboard mixer. So I would run my whatever effects modules into the outboard mixer. And then I would record that just one stereo channel for every track. Okay, so th- yeah, I, I'm I'm mostly doing this podcast so I can just uh, you know ask ask people how do you do this thing to get more yeah. ideas. <laughs> um, no, that's not that's not so true. But before I got into module modular, I, I kind of did what you what you explained uh, how you used uh, did cascade symmetry. I would I would maybe just build one spine of a thing and then record pieces around it. And when I got into modular, I was, I wasn't sure that something like that was possible. And I've kind of been kicking around the idea of trying to approach it in a similar way. But, um, yeah, what you just said made a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, listener at home, maybe that, that would give you some ideas. Cause I know that's, I'm sure it's the same in your in your crew down there, um, whatever modular crews you find yourself in. But after we're done with our performances, it's always how how do you how do you record? Or yeah. How do you do like how do you do this or whatever? So yeah. <laughs> it's funny, to, and and you can I can hear that difference on Cascade Symmetry and um, the Full Blossom. Is that full what Full Blossom is? of the Evening? I don't evening. remember the name, but I have. A, Full Blossom of the it's a Evening, Twin Peaks right? Um, I I have listened to that one too. Okay, okay, that sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> I'm not super well versed in my Twin Peaks, um, but it I definitely like I like I said earlier, you can tell in our Benny song when you hear it, it sounds like a signature thing. But I also did hear quite a difference between those two because I started at the beginning and, and then went to Cascade Symmetry and, and the way you just talked about how you recorded them that makes total sense and and that's not a value judgment in any way they just they sound different for different you oh, know yeah. 
in my mind, um, it's, that's interesting. It, that really helped me make music that I kind of would want to like, it was, it's got me closer to what I was hoping to make. I, I mean, personally, I'm going to be always harsh on myself. I don't think I got there quite, but, uh, <laughs> I think I got closer to what, what I was looking for, you know, and with the first one where I was trying to do everything live, I sometimes would feel boxed in, you know, like, it's like, oh, I have, this has to be live. Um, and not yeah. to say that it's bad or anything, but I, I to me, it just sound like I could remember like doing the takes over and over and it's kind of just, I don't want to re- relive that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you do you find yourself like when you're trying to record a one take thing that you're you're playing it and you're like okay i think this patch is done and it's really cool i'm gonna record it and then just can never get a take right it's like i just did it really cool before i tried recording and i'm just wondering how much of that's just in my head and should i just do a take and settle on it or something as soon as the red light is flashing i turn into a mess i i can't record anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's basically it uh yeah yeah you, i sometimes you just have to i don't know i just say fuck it i'm just like i'm gonna get it i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah yeah and i think also sometimes if you're if you're on the fifth take and you don't know what it is that you didn't like about any one of those five then maybe you should you know sleep on it come back and listen to it tomorrow night it probably won't sound as bad as it did um so with all of that said your is the the most recent thing is that is that reasons to live the your collaborative thing with uh paper yes yes that was really recently released, right? Uh, it was April now. Uh, so, yes, yeah, still April? Pretty, okay. pretty recent. To me, it feels like two years God. ago. So <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Ago. So um, so you have three releases this year, just in 2018. Um, I, I guess we have to figure out the timeline here. Uh, Cascade came out well, I'm looking at Well, on Spotify, it says... 2018 for all of them but maybe it just didn't get to okay that's when i uploaded it to spotify Um, and i i don't know if there was a way to change the date on there or something but yeah that's the way it is (laughs) yeah okay well i'm curious with uh with reasons to live is um how, how how did that approach how did the collaborative approach um change the way you 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 composed on your modular um i guess i should say now that it's a split album and not a collaborative album oh yeah. that makes more yes. sense okay never mind well then i'm gonna just cut that whole <laughs> thing out <laughs> i wish i had collaborated with him i mean i, I love john paperbark john he's a great guy and we will do a collaboration at some point. Okay. Are you interested in getting started with modular synthesis, but you're worried about the cost? Join the hundreds of others who have never held a soldering iron in building your own superb modular synthesizer. All AI synthesis modules are wiring-free, skiff-friendly, have free schematics, and full how-to-build videos. They are, simply put, the easiest to build modules in the world. Not only does AI Synthesis fully support their own modules, they also have general guides for tools to buy, how to build a $26 oscilloscope, and much more. Find out more at AISynthesis.com. Something that, that I've recently 
really tried to do with myself is, is tame it down. Like you don't have to use every single input on my, on your mixer, you know, like I think, I think you, you see all the modules and you're like, Oh, this would be cool to incorporate it. But, um, how, how do you know when you're, when you're ready to stop working on something and, and how much do you have to fight the temptation of, of throwing that other module that you love into a patch that it may be sitting on the bench for? Well, when it comes to the records, uh, usually that's like a self-imposed deadline. So it's like, no matter what I have on the table at this date, that's it. I'm done. So that kind of helps to just have like that type of mentality. It's like, okay, I'm going to speed towards this or work more on this. It kind of like makes you think more about those problem areas that you want to work on. But when it comes to something like a video where I have all the time in the world where I, uh, I don't know, I just, hopefully I can trust my own judgment. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's that was probably the biggest hurdle I had to get over as, as an artist who decided to put work out there into the, the world is you have to accept at some point that the thing's done and no matter what, how not done it seems to you, 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 there's definitely like this, this, this balance that you have to find within yourself of, of being able to let something go, you know, while, you know, and and then trusting, trusting yourself to know that it's going to, it's going to be good and people will enjoy it. Yeah. You just, you trust in the process and you trust in, okay, I know this is sounding pretty good the way it is right now. If I do anything else, who knows? Maybe I could make it t- 5% better, 1% better. You kind of just have to let it go. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, usually when I'm working on video stuff, I like to work very quickly. So I don't really keep patches up very long, um, which I know, okay. I don't know, that seems to be like a, a thing where people will keep a patch up for a couple weeks or days or something like that. Oh, God. No way. I, I start new <laughs> I could, every I single do time. It. <laughs> yeah, me so. too. Me too. I just uh I just pulled my my last live set apart uh right before we started chatting. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's always exciting to see nothing plugged in. Yeah, it's like the waves coming back up on the the sand and just washing whatever you had away. Get to start make a new sandcastle. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like the way, I, I like the the hiking thing and that. That's you're you're, you're striking a chord. Maybe it's my northwest yes. blood. Um, but think. Speaking of a blank, blank slate. Um, let's see what what words you get for this patch challenge. All right. Your adjective is combative. 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 <laughs> Combative Australopithecus. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to get a uh, get back to you on that one <laughs> after I Wikipedia it. <laughs> um, well, uh, an Australopithecus is uh, you, you know Lucy, the uh, the old fossil early hominid. I'm vaguely familiar. So, so yeah, this will be interesting, and I will uh, I will set a uh, um, a clock for 15 minutes and then uh I'll, I'll get off mic so i don't distract you and then um i'll i'll check in with you and uh we'll listen to your patch 
Hey guys, quick interruption. Um, I'm trying to do a cassette giveaway of the Dark Sparkler Year One cassette. I have an extra. And how you can enter to win is go to iTunes, rate, and review the podcast. And in your review, just write a silly story. It doesn't even have to be about the podcast. I'd rather it not. I'd rather it just be ridiculous and funny. Um, and then screenshot that and tag us on Instagram, Kyle Swisher, aka Dark Sparkler, and the Podge of the Modcast. And then Kyle will pick uh, a winner, whoever, whichever one he thinks is the funniest, and then I will send you that tape. So if you want to help the show uh, reach more people, then yeah, head over there and give us a, a rate and review because apparently it helps a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny when you drew that, I was like, this will be an interesting, This I, I want to hear what his take on this is, because I wouldn't describe your stuff as, as combative. Yeah, I, I decided to do something a little different, for sure. <laughs> so what was kind of your, your thought process going into it? Um, well, the first thing I thought of with combative, before you said, uh, I'm not even going to try to say that word, <laughs> the second <laughs> word, but... Uh, I'll just say Lucy. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought of, you know, in an abstract sense, like, two things kind of struggling against each other. Like, two things not combating each other, like fighting, but just kind of, like, struggling to exist at the same time. So okay. that was the, the first thing I thought of. And well, approaching that in the patch, I was like, okay, how would I do that? And I thought of something where there's two sounds and they're kind of like fighting for your attention in some way uh okay so like maybe there's like a crossfader or something and it's like the something like branches would like choose between which sound is coming out but since i don't have branches uh i (laughs) tried it a little bit in a different way so um going to lucy i was just thinking like thinking of the time period <laughs> uh-huh. of uh, that. Let's see. I have it open here. But I was just thinking very primitive kind of like sounds, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, if I could talk about the patch uh, specifically. Um, it's yeah, essentially... Yeah, I'd love to hear what you got made. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially just two voices so there's Platts is the main like I did decided to just do like this weird just heavy drone type of thing sorry for the motorcycle uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought that was a patch I thought yeah were, like, I did a motorcycle sample <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry I really thought you were bringing that up I was like oh that that sounds cool that'll be fun to edit <laughs> yeah <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I used uh, Platts. I'm using like the super saw mode on Platts just to okay. like give this like really low buzzy type of drone. And I'm running that into the ER301 so I could do. There's this thing I like to do where I'll run it through a low pass filter and then I'll modulate that low pass filter with pink noise. Oh, which is also okay. being low pass filtered. And then that filter is being modulated by pink noise, which is being low pass filtered and so on for a little, <laughs> a couple layers deep. 
That's why oh, I like wow. this module is because you can just kind of play around with that. I don't have, you know, six filters and six noise sources in my small little system. Right. So, <laughs> so like the, the sound of that is the drone versus like just silence kind of. I, I wasn't able to get a second sound going for like that struggling part. So I was like, okay, the drone versus silence. So it sounds like the drone is just running through this really old tape machine and like it just keeps dropping out so anyway it doesn't stop there <laughs> the drone uh i molted it out uh one is going into the magneto the strymon magneto okay and it's just running through the regular delay mode and i'm just cranking the inputs for a ton of like saturation um and it sounds pretty cool <laughs> i think <laughs> Uh, a little touch of reverb and then also going into clouds um which i have running on the granular mode and i have it doing kind of this uh percussive type of uh type of thing i'm feeding it a trigger from marbles into the trigger input so okay. it's kind of like Man. acting as like this percussion type of thing you've got me drooling over here with <laughs> all these all these modules, this, the magneto, the 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 plate, the plats, and uh, what's the what the what was the last one you said? The, the marbles. God, yes, all of marbles. those are like oh, I dream love modules. So much. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking very much forward to hearing it, and uh, I think so is the audience. Um, and thank you so much for your time. It was uh, it was really nice talking to you, and thanks for opening up about some some serious stuff. I think a lot of people appreciate hearing about it. Yeah, it's uh, anytime. I, I thank you for having me on. Um, always glad to talk about music and everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep us updated on, uh, on your new stuff, and we'll definitely help talk about it on the show, and, uh, and uh, love to have you on again in the future. All right. Thank you very much.
Oh, I love a good abrupt ending. Uh, thank you, Austin, for coming on the show. And everybody go check his stuff out at rbenny.bandcamp.com. Um, I think you can get his whole discography for like under $10 or something. It's, it's something ridiculously cheap, and it's well worth it. Um, also, thank you to all you Patreon subscribers. Um, again, if you want to help out, patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. And get in on that, uh, that cassette giveaway. I, I detailed it earlier, but uh, yeah, help us out. Get, get some uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes, and uh, maybe get yourself a sweet, sweet cassette tape. Until next week.